Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me once again for 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer. I'm Brad DeBeer. We continue our three podcast series on uh, previewing the state high school cross-country meet. That'll take place in Huron at Broadland Creek Golf Course this coming weekend. Of course, we had the opportunity to visit in our last podcast with Todd Thorson, the head cross-country coach at Ipswich High School, and preview our Class B. We'll get to our AA a little bit later on. We'll do that tomorrow, actually. We'll drop that podcast tomorrow for you with Chris Grunhagen from Brookings High School. But today, we are going to talk Class A cross country and uh, to do that we're going to head south to Garrettson. We catch up with the head cross country coach at Garrettson High School. Jason Bull joins us on this edition of 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer. Coach Bull, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking a little time with us. Thanks for taking the time for me. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Blue Dragons first and the season that you guys have had both on the boys and girls side. Let's start uh, with your boys. Give us just a, a quick recap about how you've thought that uh, the season has gone for you guys. You know, we were kind of limited with numbers in the boys, um, you know, but, you know, you take what you get and you do with the most you can with them. And, you know, we had quite a few kids that, you know, worked hard, didn't have a lot of talent, but you know what? They really improved over the year, and I guess that's the main focus you always as a coach. Whether you're blessed with talent or you don't have much talent, it's whether or not they improve throughout the year. Isn't that the so, truth? Sometimes your best coaching years are the years that you really nobody notices your team in a state event or anything like that, but you really brought kids along or whatever. Sometimes those are the most rewarding years, aren't they? Absolutely. The years when I've had studs, I didn't have to do a whole lot. It just made me look really good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth. How about on the girls' side? Uh, again, you guys have a history of being pretty good. You had uh, a couple years there where, man, the injury bug really hit you guys, and you've kind of bounced back from that a little bit. Yeah, we did. Um, um, Mr. Steckler's in here right now, but I, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Mr. Steckler. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what, this year we're young. I mean, I got one freshman, four eighth graders and a seventh grader. So, I mean, we're young and dumb. That's what I tell people. And that's kind of a good, good, uh, trait to have sometimes. Cause you know what, they don't know when they're hurting and that's good. And we're really improving right now. And I mean, we're, I'm pretty excited for what they can do this weekend. So I think we're going to surprise some people. Again, you'll run a full team. You'll have six kids in action in Huron. So kind of fun for those youngsters. Probably never run it here. And do you guys go to that Huron invite just to see the course? Or is this going to be their first trip there? No, my philosophy on that, I know the course. You know what? Um, when you have kids that young, I, I don't want to put too much in their heads. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I don't, I should like to show up right before the race, let them run, make it like it's any other race. We don't go run any, uh, other courses before we run on them. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think with younger kids, they, they don't need to get worked up too much and I don't want to do that to them. So no, we haven't, I've been there. I know what the course is like, so they don't need to know. They're yeah. just going to run it just like any other race. I love that philosophy of, hey, every race is important, but there's no race that's really more special. Don't make it so special. Just go run your race and be you when you get out there. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Class A as a whole. Let's start on that girls' side. Uh, my assistant coach at Newbrook, Paul Eckern, is a, you know Paul, and a, he loves yep. cross country. He's passionate about it. He's put together kind of a little list of projections, and he and I have talked a lot about stuff. Again, we don't see a lot of the Class A schools throughout the year, but we see some. He's got the Garrettson Blue Dragons as an honorable mention on the girls' side of things. 
Who do you see kind of as that top two, three teams going in to this weekend state uh, cross country meet? Well, honestly, uh, Custer's a class above everybody else mm-hmm. right now. I mean, they got uh, six girls that, you know what, you know, it, they would have to, the bus would have to break down, I think, for <laughs> Custer not to win. Um, two to eight is a different story. I think Hill City's probably the second best team. You know, I haven't seen them, but I know what they got, and I've seen their, their girls, what they have back, and, you know, I think they're probably the favorite to be the second team, but after that, you know, then it's into the the T, the Beersford, the Sioux Falls Christian, the Lennox, Garrettson, Chamberlain, you know, those teams are all, you know, any given day could intermingle. You could run it five times and have five different outcomes. So, right. you know, but I think, you know, your first two, I mean, for sure, Custer, and, mm-hmm. you know, Hill City's got the experience, too, there. And I think those are your best two teams. Talk about that experience piece on the girls' side, because it seems like like you're talking about your team so young. You've got a full team there, six kids. But you can go to a state meet or whatever with five or six uh, young girls, seventh, eighth, ninth graders. And like you said, they don't know much about what's going on. How much does experience with the girls' side, because there's not a lot of seniors sometimes that are still hanging around for whatever reason, how much does that play a part in that state meet? Oh, I think it's beneficial if you have an older girl on the team because she can play the mother hen mm-hmm. uh, with those uh, with those young girls. But unfortunately, we don't have that. But I do have now assistant coaches here that is a woman, so she can kind of be their the the grandma hen to them. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of nice with her. Hey, yeah, and you just said grandma, so let's be careful there, coach. I mean, maybe she's not going <laughs> to listen to this, but let's be careful. <laughs> Oh, she 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 likes me so. I, okay, it, she's been a blessing to have here too. So now we look individually. The top returning individual, I think, just looking through summer results from last year, Allie Bainbridge was a runner-up last year from Lennox, and uh, she's got to be looked at as maybe one of the contenders individually, along with uh, is it uh, Cutler? Is it the Cutler girl from Hill City? Yep, Cutler girl, and then the Jones girl from Lee Deadwood. Mm-hmm. I think you throw in the. Um, the girl from Chamberlain. I mean, she's going to be right in the mix too. Allison Hoff, uh, I think it is. Yeah, but I. Yep. Yes, and uh, but I think you know what I've seen out of Bainbridge. I mean, and with, with the track season like she had last year, I mean, I think she's on mission. Looks great. And, um, you know, I think it's hers to lose, but you know, anything can happen. I mean, uh, three miles is a long way if you're not feeling well, and sometimes, unfortunately, that happens to kids. They got to be able to battle through it. Yeah, for sure. 126 kids entered in the state meet this year, or girls-wise anyway, this year in the Class A. What do you talk about with your girls, or what do you think? I mean, you've been doing this a long time, so as you go into state meets, because you don't run a lot of meets where you're seeing 126 competitors. If you get to a local meet that's 45 to 60, it's like, hey, all right, this is a big meet. we got a lot of kids out there, know where you're supposed to be. What's the thought process for you and your staff going in with your kids about a state meet as far as, where do you place yourself when there's 126 kids stepping to the line? You know what? A lot of the kids we've run run with or against, you know, we, we've seen Chamberlain a couple times, Winter a couple times, you know. So we travel out to Chamberlain to a meet every year, which is beneficial for us because we see all those West River, not all the West River teams, but a few of them. But I guess when you look at the state meet, it, it, I like to look at it as, you know what, yes, it's important meet. But you know what? You can't get worked up over one meet and get yourself so physically or mentally drained 
before you even start that you can't co- compete right to your best abilities. What do you so, think is what do you think is the biggest mistake maybe that kids make with that big group out there? Is it getting out too early, too fast, letting the adrenaline catch up? Yes, probably getting out too fast and then, you know, falling apart because, you know, as well as I do, you've been around running long enough. Races, when people start passing you, your mind works on you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens and five, six, seven kids keep going by you, you know what? It kind of takes your mind out of the ball game. Whereas maybe if you start off a little slower and do the passing, you know, that's when, um, you know what, you get the confidence as you're running. So, you know what, it's, I can't tell them, I can tell them all I want, you know, what they do and they get caught up in something. You know what, it's, it happens and fortunately it's, it's worked out where, you know, we don't go out like gangbusters right away and be leading the thing. I mean, I don't think that's what you need to do because, you know, I, you got to understand where you belong. I think that's kind of what we go over is where in what places do you belong, and that's kind of where you got to situate yourself and be within striking distance of that, you know, at sure. the mile mark. Do you, like with your kids, when you're training and that kind of stuff, do you have kids, you've got such a young group like you talked about, do they wear the GPS watches and things like that so they can kind of track and keep track of their mile mark times, or do you do that just yourself and with your coaches? I do it. I, I I do it with them, and, you know, when I run stuff, you know, uh, I'm usually the one with the watches. I mm. like to have them. I got a couple kids that do have them, but, uh, you know, I, when we run workouts, I'd rather them not have them. Right. Because then I, uh, they got to understand that what pace, I, I realize they can wear them during a race, but uh, they don't need to be looking at their watch all the time, just focusing on what they got to do yeah it kind of becomes a feel doesn't it i mean it's got to be more of a you got to get used to your body and feel what you're doing feel how fast you're going rather than looking at that clock all the time yeah it's not it's not like track because there is no two 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 races in the state that are exactly the same distance nor the same level of difficulty so really as far as times going cross country i never look at times i look at I do look at times if we've run that course before. Right. And hopefully it's about the same. But other than that, times don't mean anything to us. No. And in the, as far the, as the race. Well, and where we live, weather, whether we're running in three inches of snow on the ground or through puddles or, uh, you know, hot, dry area where it's a, a fast track, everything changes so much. Yes, Absolutely. Let's talk boys a little bit on the boys' side of things. Uh, obviously, Sioux Falls Christian kind of jumps out to the top as they've kind of been that team in Class A for a, a few years. Talk about your thoughts on, on Class A and on the boys' side. I think overall as the, uh, you know, and I think Luke at Sioux Falls Christian would agree with me, overall, Class A boys, as far as teams concerned, is is, is down. And, yes, of course, uh, Sioux Falls Christian has a good team, but um, – and um, I would assume I would have. Well, they are the favorites, mm-hmm. and but you know, as a whole, there aren't a lot of really I would say solid one through four teams in Class A. So you know, at Sioux Falls Christian's got a good team, Vermillion's up there, St. Thomas More, Custer. You know, I think those are your probably your top four teams. On the individual side, just looking through my notes, I had what, uh, well, last year's fifth-place finisher, I guess it was Jarrett Glenn out of St. Thomas Moore. He kind of the lead runner, or is there a couple of guys that you know of locally that could kind of jump into that mix? Oh, I I think the kid from Millbank. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, I was impressed when I saw him run. I mean, he's a, for a young kid, a sophomore, 
looks like he's about a freshman in college. I mean, he's he's built well. He's strong. I I think it's take a good kid to beat him. Maybe Glenn Ken. Um, maybe the little kid from uh, Belfouche. Uh, Osterling is always from Custer. You know, he 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 can be in there too. So. Um, I, I would say it's kind of up in the air. It's going to be a group about five, six kids, I would think, in anybody's game. But I don't know. I, I was really impressed with the uh, the Millbank kid. Right. That, that bachelor, Nick Bachelor, I think, is is his name. We yes. we yes, look Nick at bachelor. yeah. We look at weather. Uh, it looks like we're going to have a pretty good weather day. Obviously, that could change. But as of right now, forecast showing low to mid fifties for the most part. Not a ton of wind. So they've changed the course a little bit with some water out there. Here and with those bridges, I think they're actually underwater. Uh, that lends to maybe a little bit faster course. Do you think that gives anybody an advantage out there? You know, I looked at the times. The times weren't real fast. Uh, when they ran the here and invite, I know they took that hill out. If they took the bridges out, so the the one little hill that was in there is now we're not going to run it. So I'm 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 excited. I think you know it's going to be 60 degrees. You know it's going to be a little windy, but not too bad. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of shelter out there. I think it's going to be fast. And you know on a course like Heron, where it winds around like that, there's not a lot of areas to pass either. So I mean I think the important part is. Don't start out too slow, so you can't. You're not spending all your time passing because there's there's a lot of corners out there. We got to go around. Right. How about that? You know that area out there where you get, and even though they've changed a little, there's still that area kind of is at the southwest corner in here, and you know where you get kids get out there. It's a mental game for them to understand. You know, daddy's not going to be out there. The coach might make it out there. Mom's not going to be there cheering you on. You got to get through that half to three quarter mile stretch out there by yourself, understanding where you need to be. Yeah, I, I, you know what, uh, with Heron's course, you know that's where I usually stage myself out in that that area because I've never seen in the twenty seven years that I've been coaching and all the times it's been in Heron. I've never seen the finish at here and ever because I've been out in that that area, mm-hmm. and especially now as I'm getting older, there's no way I can pot right. all the way back to get back there. So, you know, it is. That's kind of you, know, you see a lot of coaches out in that area because mm-hmm. we all know that because the fans are probably going to be closer to the finish because they like to see the finish for sure. Hey, Jason, we appreciate the time. Always great to visit with you. Look forward to seeing you down the road here uh, once track comes. But we'll see you Saturday, and uh, always good to visit. Thanks for being a part of our uh, brand-new podcast here as we highlight high school sports in South Dakota. All right, thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Jason Bull, he's the head cross-country coach and track and field coach down at Garrettson High School. He's going to have his Class A Blue Dragons at the state cross-country meet this Saturday in Heron on 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer. As that wraps up another episode, we look forward to tomorrow as we drop another podcast with head cross-country coach at Brookings High School, Chris Grunhagen, and we'll discuss the Bobcats as well as Double A cross-country for this upcoming week. We'll get his take on what's going to happen this weekend, and we'll discuss some of the double A happening in cross country in South Dakota. Thanks for joining us once again for another edition of 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer.